dedicated to George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire book series. We have some feedback here from my nemesis, Patman23. And the HBO Game of Thrones franchises. Patman, I really appreciate the attention. I appreciate that you have become my guardian angel to beat me down every time I make a mistake. Thank you. Love you, Pat. You're listening to Before the Dragon. Don't tell me what to do. Do, 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 do. Welcome back once again to House of the Dragon, Before the Dragon podcast. Double M with you, Matt Murdock. Thanks for joining me. It has been brought to my attention since the last podcast that came out in February. Two different things. Two different things. One of them being, it's been a long time since we did our actor's name day celebration and i looked and yes we got to make up january february and march so here we go happy name day For January, graham mctavish who played sir harold westerling was born on january 4th mark Addy, who of course we know as King Robert, January 14th. Ryan Core, who is Sir Harwin Breakbone Strong, we knew you too little, January 15th. Harry Collett, who played Jace Valarian, January 17th. Essie Davis, Lady Crane, January 19th. Tom Glenn Carney, Played Aegon Targaryen, February 7th. Rose Leslie, who plays Egret, you know nothing, Jon Snow, on February 9th. Kieran Hines, who played Mance Raider, February 9th as well. Natalie Dormer, one of our favorites, Marjorie Terrell, February 11th. Sophie Turner, another one of our favorites, Sansa, Sansa, Sansa. February 21st, uh, Daniel Portman, who played Podrick Payne, was actually on the 13th of February. Anton Lesser, who plays Kyburn, was on Valentine's Day. Nathalie Emmanuel, Missandei, March 2nd. Pilo Aspak, oh gosh, I probably made that name sound terrible, I apologize. Uh, Euron. Greyjoy, March 2nd as well. Jerome Flynn, everybody's favorite singer. Oh, no, wait. He plays Braun, March 16th. Joseph Maui, who played Benjen. I probably butchered that name as well. March 21st. Stephen Toussaint, who plays Lord Corliss Valarian, the Sea Snake, March 22nd. Kesa Castle-Hughes, who played Abara Sand, one of the badass Sands that turned out to be kind of a disappointment for most TV people, but it wasn't her fault. March 24th, Stephen DeLynn, because you can never have fewer birthdays. Stannis the Manus, March 27th, and that is your entire birthday cast. Pardon me, strike that name day cast for January, February, and March. We're caught up. Happy name day. (laughs) 
I mentioned that there were two things that were brought to my attention after the last podcast. As you know, my nemesis, Patman23, uh, often listens to these podcasts. And for one thing, he enjoyed the meditation format, something I wasn't quite expecting. But uh, because of that, we're going to have to change the format. Primarily, we're going to have to change the format simply because he also called me out on something very important. I didn't leave any citations in regards to where I was getting my information from. I will tell you, I did very little work on this. I went to the Song of Ice and Fire wiki and found the differences between the show and the book as they've been entered by members of that wiki. And so I I will now credit these properly where they are found in the book or whether they are not found in the book. For instance, one of the citations that Batman brought up to me was about whether the Valarians were fair-skinned or not. It's listed that way in the A Song of Ice and Fire wiki. However, there is no direct citation. The only closest thing that it comes to is the fact that they look like the Targaryens. And usually by saying that, George follows up with the hair and the eye color and doesn't say anything else about skin tone or what have you, which is a big point of debate that people have with uh, Linda's racist comments And I'm not as scared to say that about Linda right there off the bat. She clearly exhibited racist behavior uh, in complaining about the casting of color for House Valarian. Maybe she's the one who made that entry even. I probably shouldn't even have given her that credit uh, in the last podcast. So if I offended anybody with that, I apologize. I just was reading off of a page and uh, bad on me. For not going and checking that further. So uh, with that said, we're going to try and do our differences for episode two in a slightly different format where we will be giving you citations or letting you know if there's no citation for it at all. My source will be the same, A Song of Ice and Fire Wiki. However, I will give the citation in the books when they are available. And because Patman liked the meditation format, I'm going to have to do something completely different. Let's do news flashes yeah so here is before the dragon news where you get your news before anyone else regarding the differences between episodes two and the books well unless of course you've listened to every other podcast that's been out since that episode came out and people listed the differences so we might not be first after all but we are before the dragon We interrupt this program for special breaking news regarding episode two and the differences between it and the books. My name is Matt Malarkey. Thanks for joining me. Lena Valarian is 12 years old in both the book and the show when she is proposed as a new wife for King Viserys, her first Targaryen. As the proposition did not lead to anything, she did not need to be aged up for the show. This means that the show Lena was born in a later year than book Lena. In the books, Lena is older than Rhaenyra, but younger than Alicent. But in the show, she is younger than both of them. This is an unsighted report from Wiki of Ice and Fire and cannot be confirmed or denied at this point. Moving on. Another newsflash, Corliss Valerian refers to Houses Targaryen and Valerian as the two great surviving Valerian houses 
House Siltigar is another Westerosi noble house with Valyrian ancestry. Before the Dragon News has found out that in an interview, Ryan Condal explained that Corlys was citing the minor house Celtigar in that scene to promote the interest of his own house. Ryan and his fellow writers are aware of Celtigar's Valerian descent, and it is commented that they even had a running joke in the writer's room that Lord Celtigar will always be in the background insisting that he also had Valerian blood, with Condal disclosing that members in the house will be appearing in the show later on as well. This report, according to Westeros.org, an interview with Ryan Condal, September 28th, 2022. This just in, scenes from the episode imply houses Targaryen and Valerian have not intermarried recently. However, in the books, the mothers of King Aegon the Conqueror and Jaehaerys the Conciliator are noble women from House Valerian. This, according to the World of Ice and Fire appendix Targaryen lineage. This just in, Corley states that Rhaenyra is the first female heir to the Iron Throne. However, in the books, King Maegar I Targaryen named his five-year-old great-niece and stepdaughter, Princess Arya Targaryen, as his heir in 47 AC. It is unknown if Maegar bestowed the title of Princess of Dragonstone on her or not. When King Jaehaerys I Targaryen took the throne the following year, he recognized Arya as his heir until he could have children of his own, but did not grant her the title of Princess of Dragonstone. This, according to Fire and Blood, the Sons of the Dragon, and Fire and Blood, Prince into King, the Ascension of Jaehaerys I. Finally, in the books, Prince Damod quits his post as Commander of City Watch and goes to Dragonstone with Missaria after Viserys names Rhaenyra as his heir in response to the Heir of a Day incident. There, Damon actually impregnates his paramour and gives her a dragon egg for their unborn child. Hearing this, Viserys demands Damon to return the egg, to send Missaria back to Lys, her city of origin, and to return to his wife, the Lady Rhea Royce of Runestone. In the books, Missaria miscarries at sea during a storm as she is returning to Lys. This, according to Fire and Blood, Heirs of the Dragon, A Question of Succession. It has been observed by reporters that the show somewhat changed these events as Damon is ordered by Viserys to go back to Runestone in the first place, but defies his order by staying at Dragonstone with some of his gold cloaks. Masaria's pregnancy is a lie concocted by Damon to get his brother's attention, and Sir Otto Hightower volunteers to go retrieve the egg from Damon. In the end, Rhaenyra succeeds to retrieve the egg in place of Sir Otto, and Damon is not punished for his actions yet again. And that wraps up the news of the differences between the show and the books of A Song of Ice and Fire and House of the Dragon. This has been Matt Malarkey with you. Thanks for joining me. Short and sweet. I never promised these podcasts would be hours in length. I would have to get my panelists on in order to make them hours in length. Not because they blab so much, but because I blab so much when I'm around them. Maybe we'll get some of them in the near future. Maybe we won't. Maybe it'll just be me until the new season of House of the Dragon returns. You'll have to see. Will you come back to see? I hope you will. And if you have thoughts about what we're saying, you can always 
submit comments to me the same way that my nemesis, Patman23, did. You can tweet to at the letter B, the number four, the dragon pod on Twitter. You can send emails to mattsaudioblog at gmail.com and you can leave comments on the website mattsaudioblog.com or if you want to leave comments on our YouTube page, please watch our YouTube videos because, you know, that way it's worth me going to the trouble of editing the video and all of that stuff. I'd really appreciate it. Hit the subscribe button while you're there. Uh, as John, one of our panelists, likes to say, hit that bell, yo, so that you get the notifications when new editions of the videos come out or new podcasts come out. We try to get them out in as many formats as possible so you can all enjoy them however you're enjoying our content. And you can leave comments there by going to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the at sign, the letter B, the number four, the dragon pod, just the same way it is on Twitter. You can also use that Matt's audio blog spelling, M-A-T-T-S audio blog, as you do for gmail.com. You can also use that on Hive and on Mastodon, and that is the spelling for the website. Thanks for listening or for watching. Take care.